Hey guys, this is our Christian viewing experience. Uh, it's myself, Elias Chavez, and then over here we have Noah Wilder. Uh, That's me. That yes, that would be him. I'm Noah Wilder uh, with with the lapel mic. Yeah, I also have a lapel yeah, mic. Yeah, so that didn't help anyone. Well, but they, they also can't, can't see. see us, so doesn't even matter. Um, anyway, okay. so yeah, uh, welcome guys. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Um, I I'd give hugs and kisses to all of you, but no, you, no, you unfortunately, no. one pandemic and two. This is audio. Um, so and, and three, you wouldn't. And three, <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> I, I would definitely give hugs. Okay, kisses to most. If not, no, you if I, don't lie. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. So, with all that being said, how's your week been? Good. Yeah. You want to go into detail? Uh, no. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, my anyway, week. So my week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my week. Uh, what happened? Nothing. I got a game. Yes. We we both got a game. Mm-hmm. I beat the game because it was one cent. Anyway, it was like oh 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 oh. I thought you were talking. Like, I thought you were no, no, for no. Windbound. We, I was like, no, you no, already no. beat. <laughs> no. I'm only on chapter two of Windbound. That's why I was confused. I was like, man. Because you have to like build up health in order to sail so mm-hmm. you don't die while you're sailing. Right. And so it takes a minute because you have to like spend like at least three whole days at each island mm-hmm. in the first chapter before you can like really get ready to go. Yeah. I mean, if you just wanted to speed run it, you could, but like you'd probably be close to death at all times. <laughs> Welcome to speed running. <laughs> anyway, no, we, we got this game called uh, Earthworms. Mm-hmm. We both did. Well, I got it. I got the demo, and I played the demo, and then I and was, he like, was like, it's only one cent, I'll keep playing, because it was interesting enough. Yeah. And I beat that game, there's like five endings to it, and I got the good ending. Bruh! What? Good job! Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played that game, it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You, like, get teleported, and <laughs> there's aliens, and there. <laughs> So, Russian science. So it's no longer on sale. I'm pretty sure, especially by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. Um. But the game's called Earthworms. Uh, we watched the trailer for it. We were just scrolling through because he Noah just got a switch, and so last week uh, after we'd recorded, I was just kind of scrolling through, like seeing all the different Switch games, and, and one of them was called Earthworms, and I thought it was this really old game called worms which is based on tanks and you like shoot different worms and sheep and they explode and you're trying to knock people off the it's really fun anyway anyway no no it's a point and click adventure <laughs> mystery horror science fi fiction game yeah <laughs> it, it's pretty fun at least it, i like the story yeah and it w- it was on sale and it was only one cent and there's like five mysteries going on at the same time yeah so anyway so we watched the trailer and we were like Oh man, we gotta try this. <laughs> yeah, no, we're just like, if it's for, it's one cent, it's, might as well. Might, might as well. It's not might that big as... of a loss. Right, um, right. But yeah, I got that game. I beat it. It was pretty fun. You should play it. Uh, <laughs> I have. It's just on the back burner because the game I just got, Samurai Jack. Yeah. I finally caved and bought it. <laughs> um, and you texted me at two in the morning. Oh yeah, because I bought it at two in the morning. You sent me a picture, but it, like it was still two D animated. So I was like, "Okay, are you just watching the show?" And then you said, "I bought it." And then an hour later, you said, "It's pretty good." It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it opens, and it opens with like one of the last scenes 
from the yeah. Adult Swim, like the final season of the it. The premise is like when you're sent back in time, mm-hmm. uh, a coup like knocks you out at different story exactly. points that so that you can get nostalgic about it. like oh I remember this episode and now you get to play the episode. Actually, no, not quite. Okay, some uh, of them. So you get knocked out and you're in the same like story beat, I guess, but like the episode with like Rothschild in the mine. Okay. Um, so it was this crazy dog. He's got a hat and super wacky. Okay. Um, very smart. Uh, anyway. The first episode? Yeah. Second episode? Yeah, like first or second episode. But like, so you go there and all the characters are aware that time shenanigans is going on. Oh, so it's not exactly It's the not same. the exact same. But you still have to do the same things in order to keep everything together. Roughly the same yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's crazy time hijinks. It's a lot of fun. You go through and you like like those you know it's Samurai Jack. You know those crazy like robot beetles. Yeah. You like beat up some of them, and some of them will like drop a leg or something. You, so you don't have to use the sword the whole time. You can like pick up different but guns. Why would you not use magic sword? Well, different. Also, one. do they, uh, one question that I'm really interested in mm-hmm. is: Do they have the sword sound effects going as you're playing? Yeah. Okay, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm My sold. interest in the game just like went up forty <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah, that yeah they they use the sword effects for the sound. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> there are certain upgrades like you know I was like oh they got a double jump upgrade I'll get that turned out to be so useful right from the, like oh my gosh dude. Um, but yeah no like all the it's just it's just so much fun. Yeah, it's just so much fun. I'm just playing it having a blast. I started yeah. playing Animal Crossing again, having a blast. After I finished Earthworms, I caved and got a game called Windbound that I thought, like, with my very amateur eyes, thought looked very interesting. It does look interesting. And I'm having a lot of fun with it mm-hmm. because it's there's a bit of a story, but it's mostly open world. And, mm-hmm. like, I just made you play it earlier so we could talk about it. Um, yeah. Okay, so you're in Chapter 1, and there, you have to go to three islands and send up blue beams and then go to the last isle island and you can transfer the next chapter each chapter is like this section of of ocean right Mm -hmm. just going to those three islands and then the fourth one is only like a third of the map you can explore all over if you want to yeah and so it's it's kind of an open world but there's like okay now you get a rough direction yeah yeah um anyway i'm i'm enjoying it's a lot of fun yeah a lot of fun it's not poorly made no 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 no. no. um it's decent so on that note i brought over breath of the wild i'm gonna leave it here for i don't know at least a week for for noah to try um have him play that just play (laughs) window the only real difference is there's not a uh a hunger bar there's not a hunger bar and also in it's a rpg yes breath of the wild is Mm -hmm. so and the windbound is a survival game Right. It's you're stranded and you gotta survive. You gotta survive. And, and get to the end of the game. But yeah. Right. And Breath of the Wild definitely has survival elements. There's different things you have to keep track of. Uh there's like these icy cold snowy mountains and you have to have like cold gear to deal with that. There's like okay. the hot deserts, you gotta have the right kind of gear to deal with that. Uh any weapons that you pick up have a set durability. They can break. Yeah. Um that's how it is in Windbound too. As you use except for the knife, mm-hmm. like you can build like a sharp stick or a spear. Yeah. And you can use it over and over again, but eventually it will just break and you gotta find another one. Yeah, you gotta 
Oh man, but yeah, no, I was having fun just using the knife. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I found a weird rabbit thing, and it, it, so I just camped at its nest, and when it went to hide in its hole, I just stabbed it in the air. <laughs> Had a phenomenal time with that. It uh, just like pops out of the hole. Oh, does it pop out? Yeah, it like. I know that not what you did. No, dude, as it was jumping in the hole, <laughs> it was running around trying to find its like place to hide. And so I just, I found a rock next to it. And as it was jumping in the hole, I jumped off the rock. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, in Windbound, to like propel the story, if you stay at an island long enough, mm-hmm. like everything respawns overnight. Oh. But eventually, like when you kill a thing, you just won't get any resources from it anymore. Oh, cool. <laughs> and like you'll, it'll stop growing, the little berries will stop growing and stuff. So you will eventually have to leave the island. You can't just stay there forever. Mm. So. Find a, find a boar. Yeah. Stabbed a boar. I, I like the sailing mechanic. Sailing mechanic's really have, easy. Have you built a sail? I've not built a sail. That's where I've it gets really rowing. difficult. When you're rowing, you're just steering. Right. And you lose a lot of stamina. Yep. When you build a sail, you have to like catch the wind at the right angle and loosen and tighten and raise it and everything mm-hmm. and steer at the same time. And you have to figure out how to steer into the wind. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it gets really difficult. <laughs> But there's like this. I don't know if you got to experience this, but the there's like sailing music when you start sailing. It, yeah. There's like a piano riff thing. Oh, interesting. That's like super calming. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, back, again, comparing to Legend of Zelda, there's a game called Wind Waker for the GameCube. Delightful game. Okay. Uh, also, big sailing mechanics. A lot of sailing mechanics. Um, to get around the fact that you have to like catch the wind at the right moment and stuff, eventually you get the the titular wind waker, and you can control the direction of the wind uh, itself. You just shoot wind out your butt. Yeah, ex- mm-hmm. at the butt of the ship, the back. <laughs> you, shoot, you shoot the air into the sail, actually. Oh, do you really? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but no, you control the wind. You control the weather, basically, oh, okay. and so the, you'll make the wind blow in the direction you need to go. Oh, okay, and it. It's fine. Eventually, in this game, apparently, you can build a big enough boat to have like three or four sails. So it yeah, can turn I saw the wind that in the trailer. Around. Yeah, it will turn the wind around for you, and you can always control which way you want to go. But for when you're starting out and you only have one sail, you really have to like pay attention. Yeah, and do things right. But anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. I'm <laughs> glad you're really liking it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I never really played video games. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying them. I still think they're. A bit of a time waster, but I, I see their value now. <laughs> right. I'm I'm glad you can look at me and not just be like, oh man, how many hours he's he's just sunk into nothing. <laughs> what, what a sloth. What is a sloth? <laughs> Something I've never been called. <laughs> but thanks for that. If you, if you have met Elias, then you know he's not a sloth. <laughs> but <laughs> my esteem is just. Wow! Right now, because <laughs> you you do not stop. You're not lazy, Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. usually when when usually there's no point in playing a video game. Like in reality, yeah, you're not. It's gaming. just entertainment. <laughs> I and see that's the thing because I really like story driven. Mm-hmm. Like and I like a I like playing video games that are a lot more. I don't know, like like movies in a sense where it's like you you learn something, you see the character go through a character arc, you. You go on a journey with the character. Like, the, the people are trying to say something. You're not yeah. just, like, playing, I don't know, Street Fighter or something. And it's yeah. like, oh, you've got to fight the guy. Because <laughs> like, tournament. Cause ter- right, 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 right. 
Um, I mean, even in those games, not justifying as it's not like a phenomenal story writing, but like even in those games, like it'll be like, oh, everybody like wants to win the tournament for like their own money. Reason, yeah, yeah, money for the their family or like to protect. Revenge. <laughs> yeah, to protect the like one of them is like I want to protect the South Af- uh, American rainforest I was growing up in and like okay. <laughs> like anyway, there's like all. Uh, anyway, so that was your week, Eli. My week. <laughs> Samurai Jack. <laughs> um, really relaxing. Really relaxing. Um, a bit difficult in certain respects to, to get a little personal. I had a couple family members test positive. And so, like, keeping up with, like, medical stuff on that front has been a bit uh, not easy. <laughs> um, a little stressful. A little stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, make and do the best I can with that. And just like trying to be in people's lives as much as I can in the scenario where I can't really go see them. Um, it's just been a balancing act. Um, but outside of that, work's good. School is good. And like I said, I've been taking a lot more time to just kind of relax lately. I mean, with with everything going on, everybody's been taking time to relax whether they want to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. So like I've been going out to the movie theaters recently i've been having a a delightful time doing all manner of things but yes no uh you know gone to the movies twice now to see new mutants twice um i'm going to see tenet tomorrow with my father actually Mm. um so i still haven't seen tenet i want to see tenet um, I think, and I want to watch New Mutants with you. And you have other friends who want to go see Tenet. So I think I think you should just yeah, go. But see I've it. tried to text them, and they're like, "Yeah, we can go see it. Not this day or this day or this day." And I'm like, "Those were my only days to go see Tenet." Oh, bro, do you want to go see Tenet then? <laughs> <laughs> you want to spend like seven hours in a theater? We could watch New Mutants and then Tenet and then New Mutants. <laughs> right. Back to back. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I don't know what my plans are tomorrow, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Okay, moving on. Anyways, so um, you've had a pretty good week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I or like I said before, a little stressful. Little stressful, but like like I said before, you know, I've been playing Smash Brothers again. I've been playing uh, Animal Crossing again. I was literally up until five last night. Why? Because I I was playing Animal Crossing, I've not played in a while, and but at, at, it's like real time. So at night, it's always nighttime. Mm-hmm. So you can't like interact with anyone. Yeah, all of my villagers were asleep. But so you just walked around with a pot and a pan. Wake <laughs> up! <laughs> no, I walked around catching bugs and fish, and I, I toured other islands. And so you need, and then at five o'clock, this is this is the problem. You need a like a timer for this stuff. <laughs> I do, but then at five o'clock, it rolls over to the next day. So then I started all my new my next day activities, but still no one was awake. And I was, it's, anyway, so like, well, I, apparently it's going to change like the seasons too. So mm-hmm. like, eventually, it's all going to be. Because it, it starts fall colors. Right. And I'm <clears throat> I'm super excited for that. Um I yeah, I went because like I went and I got the game when it was still spring. And yeah. so I caught the tail end of spring and then I all of summer and now, like you said, it's gonna start being fall. Like I can already see like the colors in the trees are changing like a little bit and I'm like, oh my gosh, the attention Yes! <laughs> I love it. Um but yeah, I just I planted a cedar sapling and some hydrangea bushes and you know, I, <laughs> I just had a really good time, dude. 
I just did not want to stop playing. Um, so is it feature presentation? Is it feature present? <laughs> right. Just immediate transition. So, I already forgot the name of the game. <laughs> what are we talking? What? what were you just talking about? Animal Crossing. Yeah. So you you got one for Animal Crossing. Oh no! No, <laughs> not not this week. Because there's. There's not much story to Animal Crossing. There really isn't. The story is there's this guy, his name's Tom Nook, and he, he said, Hey, you have an island. You yeah, <laughs> go to this island for a vacation. You can make a museum. Also, while you're there for your vacation, build other people's vacation homes. Also, while you're there, you're I will compensate stay there you with fencing. <laughs> you will get fencing and berries and you can grow a coconut tree. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, feature presentation. Yeah. You're talking about uh, Willy Wonka? Yes, Willy Wonka. I've been wanting to do this for forever. So, you're talking about the new movie? No. Or Char- Charlie and Chocolate Factory yes. is the new movie. No, yeah. Will- yeah, yeah. The original is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Correct. And Willy Wonka and Charlie Factory. is trash. I just said Charlie Factory. And the Charlie. <laughs> pumping out Charlie's. <laughs> Trying uh, to get that magic back. <laughs> magic back. It's not uh, like the first movie every time. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Gene Wilder, he saw he was invited to some like red carpet viewing event or something of, of the Johnny Depp of one. the Johnny Depp one, and uh, oh, he had some words. <laughs> he 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 was so angry. He was like, you know, like who directed it? It was Tim Burton. No, yeah, it was Tim Burton. It was Tim Burton asked, but I don't know if he directed it. You know, I thought it was I'll Tim Burton. I'll look it up. You talk. Okay. It's Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. I'm pretty sure. Um, as always. As always. Um, and my thing is, it's not a great movie, but Johnny or Gene Wilder was so like, they just they just dragged everything so far into the dirt. He, he was livid. If you ever get a chance, read the read, read his, uh, his statements on it. Because, oh, no, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the original. Willy Wonka is the old one. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, you started talking and it really threw me off. (laughs) Sorry, I I was like, sorry, I just had to correct myself. No, 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 no. no. I mean, I appreciate the correction, so now there's no confusion going forward. Okay, we're talking about Uh, the the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The good one! Yeah, but I do think Charlie and the Chocolate Factory sounds like a better title. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You're right. That's why it always confuses me. Um, I've technically not finished typing out my notes. It's fine. Um, But but no. So I'm going to be talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. That's story accurate. Uh, Anyway, so today... Um, today I'm really smart. We're gonna talk about Willy Wonka is God. Wow, I can't believe this took me more than half a year to see. Uh, and then I have like the weird little like sweaty, right, laughy okay. emoji, like ha ha ha. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You're reading your notes. Please actually do the <laughs> please actually do the. Okay, so uh, if you're looking at the film within the context of the film, I think you can make a pretty convincing argument for Willy Wonka is God. And every and then like the kids have their own kind of punishment, and Charlie is like uh, the true follower of Christ or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, gotcha. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm just gonna pull up everything on my phone. I'll just have it all the, up on my the phone. The one true Christian. 
Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Chuck. <laughs> hey, the name's Chuck. Uh, this is my chocolate factory. Your um, child factory? <laughs> I said chocolate. I totally said chocolate. Oh, I hope this, to God I said this chocolate. This title is just messing us up now. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Um, what, what are you saying? So, if you look at the structure of the film, there is a clear outline of sin, uh, like the, the punishment for that, the wages of sin, uh, as well as repentance, redemption, paradise, and then, like I said, Wonka being basically god um okay i say this strictly because like yo um wonka is doing all these crazy things throughout the film he's doing like if i mean if you watch the movie, he's doing like literally impossible things and just passing him off like yeah you've never heard of a schnozberry like <laughs> schnozberry <laughs> <laughs> i really love that scene dude um <laughs> the the thought of flavored like wallpaper is the actually <laughs> the grossest concept yeah because a lot have... of the things he makes is pretty gross but like how right 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 like because yeah. if you think about it, like there's like if you like really like strawberries you'd have to like lick the strawberry part but if you wanted to taste strawberries like a couple days later you have to go back and like re-lick the same <laughs> spot on a wall and i don't, anyway, moving I don't on. like that uh anyways but uh I, I think a lot of people have definitely, like, especially if, if you guys are familiar with the YouTube channel Film Theory, a lot of people have made, like, Willy Wonka, like, evil comparisons, like, really dark things. And I think that's pretty easy to do. Because he tortures those kids in that, in that boat ride. Yeah. That's my favorite <laughs> scene in the movie. That's my favorite scene. In the, I have that song memorized. I don't even know what the song is. It, it's, it's, it's Gene Wilder's technical only singing credit. You can look it up on Spotify. Really? Yeah. What is the song though? Uh, a wondrous boat ride is yeah. what it's called. But he's just like yelling. He's not. Saying... No, no, no. Because he starts it off and he's like, uh, uh, "There's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a blowing?" And you know, he just anyway. But then he like ah, <laughs> he like screams halfway through the song. <laughs> And, he, and then that's going and going, <laughs> and that and that's when horrible nightmare things of like ants crawling on people's faces and stuff like start flashing on the screen, and I really like it. Anyway, <laughs> I really like that scene, dude. Um, All right, so what's happening? So in the so in the movie for okay, actually, let me just start with uh, let let me just start with where the movie starts because the movie starts. And immediately it opens up with this picture or the scene of uh, this guy. He is a confectionery person. He's selling candies and uh, he's singing this song. And it, it's the Candyman song. Everybody knows the Candyman song. Mm -hmm. So a little snippet of that song. He says the Candyman can because he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. And the world tastes good because the Candyman and he's the, thinks it should. Anyway. Ooh, come on, Noah. <laughs> 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 don't, don't encourage me that I Don't stop. encourage me. <laughs> uh, my that song is what you want to talk about. <laughs> right. At my academic career. Um, <laughs> anyways. No, no, no. So here we go. Um, basically, uh, just looking at that song, it immediately gives uh, like those little couple lyrics it gives us an immediate framework that we're looking at 
the candy man in this case willy wonka in, in the case of what i'm trying to go for here god um he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good he okay. he loves everyone he's mixing love into the world he is the source of the love and compassion in the world the next two lines and the world tastes good because the candy man thinks it should um <laughs> i can't not say it like that um but uh but no like so he so again he's the only he's the he's the source of all the good and he wants it to be good he wants for the world to take on that form and be this positive place okay. um so it sounds a lot like Willy Wonka has the power to make people happy and also kind of creepily as though he has like <laughs> say in what other people do with their day-to-day lives. Um, but regardless, um, and that's basically what I'm trying to get at. He is, he is godlike in that way where he has this ability to go and spread joy um, to the point where he puts the entire world in this insane frenzy just by being like yo i got these candy bars well he has never revealed his factory or like even exactly his like he doesn't reveal himself very often Mm -hmm. yeah he he's completely so yeah going off that and the only way to get into the factory is to get the golden ticket yep okay um I think it's even implied in the movie that he kind of knew like who like who was going to be getting it because he sent the tickets out to different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah, he chooses who gets to see his factory. He he chooses who he can reveal his uh, let's say eccentricities um, to. I think I said that right. Um, <laughs> but uh, so only select people get to see who who he is. And only even Selector, in this case Charlie by the end of the film, get to actually, um, like, stay there. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Getting ahead of myself. Um, but yeah, so he he's a candy person. He makes these chocolate bars and other things too. But he makes these chocolate bars. Everybody loves these chocolate bars. And so they're different people with all these different... Um, issues different issues with sin all come and eventually come into possession of these tickets um something i think is really interesting is that there's a guy who tries to forge a ticket and we never see him in the movie i'm pretty sure like maybe Mm -hmm. there's like a screenshot of him or something but there's we hear that like oh man the last ticket's been found and then it's just like oh like no, he doesn't matter. He he tried to forge his way in. We don't need to see him. We don't need anything to do with him. He's just cut from the film. Um, <laughs> and to bring in another character, there's this Slugworth guy who comes in like the devil. And as, as soon as somebody has an opportunity into into paradise, into heaven, um, Slugworth is just like boom. He's there on the scene. Like, I'll give you a million dollars. Yeah, I'll give you a million dollars if you do this for me. And like. Um, I think it's funny that he offers a million dollars to the super rich girl. That's the funniest thing to me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he, like I said before, it's kind of implied that Wonka immediately knows who's going to get it just because his employee is there. Um, but yeah, so this character who's like the devil immediately whispering in people's ears, like even that, like the Bible talks about how... Yeah, and he's like trying to get formulas for Mm -hmm. the candy and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... The, the Bible talks about how, like, God is, 
you know, like, oh, supreme overall. Like, there is this idea of, like, like, yes, the devil is out there and he is spreading evil. But what he's intended for evil, the Lord uses for good. There's no, like, even even through his temptations, he God is just testing us. He's just growing our faith and our trust in him. And so, like, even that, it's like, oh, okay, so... You know, good job, devil. You accomplished nothing. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and then so all the kids come. Yes, yeah, so all the kids and eventually arrive at the factory. Um, um, break the rules. All of all of them break the rules. No, no, not one is without sin. Um, you have Augustus, who's obviously he's he's the he's the fat German kid um, in what I think is one of the funniest. He's the glutton. Scenes. He's the glutton. Uh, what I think is one of the funniest scenes when they're interviewing him. Uh, he. Or it's him or his dad. Uh, he takes a bite out of the microphone. Like when is I that him? So oh clearly. my gosh, dude, that's the funny. They, you can see like him like talking to his dad, and then they like put the microphone down to him because he's been like chowing down. The yeah, whole time. And, he just, <laughs> he just keeps going. and you can see him like chewing it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Anyway, but Augustus, he's a glutton. Uh, Veruca, uh, the the little the little rich girl. Um, she's, she's selfish. Uh, you have Mike. Greed. Yeah, greed. Uh, you have Mike. Mike TV. Um, he, which is, I think it's so funny that his last name is TV. Uh, his sin is that he watches too much TV. Um, he, he would be sloth. <laughs> he would be sloth. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Violet, which I, I think Violet would be pride. Yeah. I would say like, Violet would be pride. She feels like she deserves. Yes. Every, she, the, uh. The, thing, the attention the, and the gum. She's right. Like, oh, this gum is the best. Well, then I deserve it. Then I deserve it. She's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm the champion world and, gum. Blah 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 blah. And, and it's like, and oh, Willy Wonka's like, hey, this formula is not done yet. It could kill you. She's like, I deserve it because it's the best, and I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I will say, I, probably my favorite song in the whole movie is uh, Veruca's "Like I Want It Now" song. Oh, yeah. And it got cut from the remake, and I'm so mad. Anyway, uh, anyway, I don't know what Charlie would be. Um, Charlie, I'd say. I, see, that's the thing. I would say Charlie is humility in a sense. Like he kind of like because he does mess up. He does mess up, but then he fixes it, and that's what but I'm saying. He never like fesses up to it, but Willy he, Wonka knows the whole time. He does fess up to it at the very end. No, but what he he. Fesses up after he knows Willy Wonka already knows. Well, okay, but that's <laughs> okay, but that's tying into the thing that I'm doing anyway. Okay. <laughs> but that ruins my story. <laughs> shush, shush! <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> um, you, but, what do you know? You didn't direct it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like you didn't direct it either. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, I'm to Willy Wonka. Your <laughs> name's Wilder. Wilder. Gina. Okay. <laughs> I had never even thought about that, and you really flipped the script on me right there. <laughs> you know what? You win this argument. I'm not going to contest that. Never right, mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, so looking at Charlie, I, I kind of viewed him as humility. Um, like, yes, he messes up, but I think he, he's a good representation of a Christian, um, just in like you know, he, he reaches out, he gets this opportunity that he never in a million years thought he would get. Um, his mom sings like a eh, kind of song about it. And <laughs> I got a, I got a golden ticket. No, 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 no. His mom, the cheer up Charlie song. Uh, that's a weird time. 
Yeah. Right, moving on. Moving on. Um, but I got a golden ticket. You know, he talks to his, I almost said his dad. <laughs> Rip. Uh, his uncle um, and his uncle, like. Is it his great uncle? I think it's a great uncle. Yeah, I think okay, you're right. So there's a meme. Okay. Of fam- it's him in bed, mm-hmm. and then it's it's on it's like four things, four okay. quadrants in the meme, right? Okay. And, and one quadrant says him in bed, and then next to it it says when your family needs you to provide, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's him like dancing <laughs> when you get to go to a chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he survived his whole life on cabbage water. So like, I think that I think that's what they actually say in the movie is that they they eat cabbage water because they they can't afford anything else except for these chocolate bars. Except for a chocolate bar. My, oh my gosh! Another great scene in the movie with the math teacher when he's like, "How many chocolate bars did you have, Charlie?" And they're like talking about percents. Uh, I think it's percents. And uh, he, Charlie's like, two? And he's like, okay, so let's say you did 200. He's like, no, two. And the teacher's just like, two? I can't do two. <laughs> like, That's too low. <laughs> like, you're the professor. Like, what do you mean you can't do two? Anyway, move it uh, on. <laughs> anyways. Um, but yes, no, point is... Ah, uh, that's uh, point is, um, the uncle goes the, with him. The uncle goes with him. They go to the chocolate factory, and all of the kids fall prey to their sin. Um, <laughs> the the glutton falls into a river of chocolate and gets sucked into a pipe where he is huh, comically too fat to be sucked up <laughs> until the pressure grows to a great enough extent, and he is, I quote. Shot up like a bullet. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Ridiculous Mike stuff, TV man. gets turned into a tiny person inside of a television set. And I've never understood that because they're like, oh my gosh, you're tiny now. And I would just be like, he's regular sized compared to everything in the TV. I don't understand. <laughs> why leave him in the TV. Why wouldn't you just get a larger TV? Could you not do that? <laughs> Anyways. Get a large enough TV and then he just walks out. <laughs> right. I'm actually a little taller now, guys. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> right. Anyway. Uh, and then, uh, what is yes. it? Violet? She... Vi- Violet, yeah, turning Violet. Like, yeah, yes. She turns, she actually turns into a blueberry. <laughs> uh, yes. So not Violet. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Roses are red. Violets are... Violet. Violet. Not blue <laughs> well that's where you're wrong because Willy wonka said so um and um and then uh and then veruca veruca sings total banger of a song and uh she sees these geeses that are laying golden eggs and she tries to steal a golden egg and she wants which like i kind of don't blame her for like i get it i get it um but yeah so Anyway, she she sings a song. I want it now. And then, like as she as she's still singing, she gets dropped down a vent into the furnace, <laughs> and okay. we never see any of these kids again. The, the parents are just ushered off. The kid, yeah, Don't the, find your kid this way. Right, right, right. <laughs> and like in the in the uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory in the, with Johnny Depp, um, they show the kids afterwards. And like, uh, 
Mike TV because they say like send him to the taffy press and stretch him out. And so they show like 2D Mike TV like he's just this flattened person and they show like Veruca okay. after anyway it's it like burned because she was in the furnace and it's this really weird scene. Okay, moving uh, on. Anyways, but in in this movie we never see or hear from them again. Uh, Willy are the, Wonka are does. The Loopas, like Willy Wonka's angels or something. I see. It's funny you bring that up because I was going to ask you that question because I have no idea. And they help them out. They help they them do out. Breathing. They're weird. They're weird. They don't <laughs> like have four faces. <laughs> they don't have four faces though. Yeah. Not all biblical angels had four faces and eyes everywhere and all that. Some of them were just dudes. <laughs> Some of them were just... Yo, Michelangelo! <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, my homie. Um, but yeah, no. So, uh, anyway. So, as you said, uh, Charlie actually falls short eventually. He's going through and he um, <coughs> he actually does sin. He breaks the rules um and he his uncle his it's great uncle seltzer that they drink? It, it's fizzy lifting drink huh? is what they call it i don't i don't know what that just soda it's pop. beer it's, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. when they almost got cut up in the fan they were just tripping <laughs> none of that happened <laughs> that's how willy wonka knew uh because they were like just on the ground screaming <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're the fan! Burp, Charlie, burp! And Willy Wonka's just standing there like, yeah, they they drank the fizzy lifting drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so he he breaks the rules, he sins, he he gets disqualified from the race, which is super on point with the Christian yeah, understanding of Willy it. Willy Wonka doesn't tell him till the end. He doesn't tell them till the end. He goes through and he acts like he doesn't know. He does not condemn them for their sin immediately on the spot. Um, he gets all the way to the end, and the tour just abruptly is over. Mm-hmm. It's it's just over. Like, there's no... And then he's like, goodbye. And then it's not until that point that, like, Charlie's confused, and his uncle is like, hey, what, we should go talk to him about the prize. He said there'd be a prize. His uncle, low-key, kind of also manifests <laughs> greed in a lot of ways. His, his yeah. uncle is not a... Eh. I've never liked his uncle. I think he's like a really cool character, but like from a personality perspective, not not a fan of the uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, but point is, um, so they go in, and at that point, Willy Wonka like has his head in his hands, and he's writing, and all the stuff in his office he's really upset. is really like it's weird, and it's, he has like half of a mirror and half of a pen and half of paper and half of the, he's got half. I don't remember any of this. It's super weird, dude. Um, But anyways, so... uh, (laughs) But yeah, so they're talking to him. He's super upset. He's like, you broke the rules. Your prize. It's null. It's void. And, you know, he's just just yelling at them. Gene Wilder, like, really good performance as as God there. (laughs) I mean, as Willy Wonka. Uh, Yeah. But but yeah, he's, he's super angry. And it's at that point that Willy Wonka reveals that, like, hey, like, the whole time... He knew that um, that Charlie had broken the rules with a fizzy lifting drink, and it's at that point that one Charlie can like repents of that. He's like, "Yeah, I, I did do that." He admits to it, um, and then also he pulls out of his pocket an everlasting gobstopper and he sets it on the desk because originally, and that's why I'm saying he shows repentance. He doesn't he doesn't just like say like, "Oh, I'm wrong. I'm sorry." He yeah. shows he's not going to break the rules again 
because he sets this out because originally he was going to hand that over to Slugworth because that's what Slugworth was asking him for was an everlasting gobstopper for a million dollars, which would really help out his dirt poor family who survives on cabbage water. Um, I miss those days. I mean, uh, cabbage, cabbage water. water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never understand how rich people could be like that. Like you can, you could, you can afford whatever like <laughs> hot cheetos or whatever you're talking you about like, can you go can go get cabbage water well you can go it's not hard <laughs> i'm sure you can afford better cabbages for your water <laughs> it won't be the same <laughs> okay but you can make it the, okay <laughs> right uh anyways my point is um so he he repents of his sin he you know turns back from what he was doing and it's at that point like willy wonka he smiles and he's like this is what I was looking for. Like one genuine, like childlike act of kindness. He's, he gets all excited and he starts talking about like, yes, like this is, this is the one thing that I was looking for this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though Charlie broke the rules, he's still able to, cl- excuse me, claim the prize, which I'm only now realizing I never actually said what it was, but it's a lifetime supply of chocolate. Which I, is I thought he got to own the chocolate factory. Not officially. After, uh, after Willy Wonka died. <laughs> yes. It, see, and that's what it does. He ends up passing it down because he was looking for a successor. But I don't... I don't. I might be wrong. I don't they think... They also go into a glass elevator that flies into space. And that's, <laughs> and that's where they talk about the whole, like... And you'll be able to bring your whole family here, Charlie. You'll, your whole family will live here in the factory. Like, ah, oh, yes, living in a factory. That sounds, that doesn't sound like slave labor. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, Oompa Oompas. Oompa Oompas. Um, <laughs> that's why the factory is so big. They have to house all those Oompa Loompas. Well, they're so small. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the West Wing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, my, my point is, um, so retroactively, because Charlie repented, because he asked for forgiveness, he is able to like be put back into the running for this reward, which he thought he had lost access to. And so Willy, Willy Wonka like totally wipes the slate clean and is like, yo, like, okay, this is, this is what you get now. He's like, not only that, but because you showed this act of kindness, because you asked for repentance, because you, you know, have done this i'm now going to adopt you into my family mm-hmm. i'm now going to allow you to live under my roof and to one day like inherit all of this um which i'm not saying god's ever going to die um yeah. but, but we do get an inheritance but we do get an inheritance we get this heavenly inheritance we get paradise we get this perfect world mm-hmm. and in a world where everyone is hunting down the one thing that willy wonka produces chocolate bars and everyone is hunting as though it's their life's goal for a lifetime supply of chocolate. <laughs> um, you realize what I can do with chocolate? I can eat it. So that's that's all that I'm trying to say. Um, I, I think that like throughout the film, if you choose to look at Willy Wonka through the lens of like, yeah, he's he's kind of like God. Um, you notice that like there there's totally this arc of like these other people like sinning and being punished accordingly for their sins um specifically they're taken out of the running for the race let's not talk about like how their sins personally affect the rest of their lives uh, or well also they get taken out of the race and logically we never see them again so they probably all died so <laughs> shot through the tube like a bullet 
Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Violet's gonna pop. We gotta get her out of here. Yeah, to the juicer. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to drink. It's not gonna. I don't, I don't seem wanna, good. I don't want to drink people. If juice. she gets juice, she dies. If she pops, she dies. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like this. Anyways, <laughs> one falls into a furnace. <laughs> so, where God protects him, Shadrach, Meshach. And Abundigo. <laughs> Moving on. Anyways. Yeah, I see what you're saying, though. Um, I've never looked at it that way, and I haven't seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory in, like, 12 years. You want to watch it? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, no? It's not, so... Not, not right now. you got <clears throat> you got to leave soon. Uh, okay. Anyway. But... Okay. We don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely see what you're saying there. I, I understand, and... It also, like, if the Oompa Loompas are angels. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts. Now they're not slaves. Because <laughs> that's what they are in the movie. <laughs> he literally brings them from a different nation to do this. So he, like, found them in the Congo or something. Yeah. From Oompa Loompa land. In the Congo. In the <laughs> Located in the Congo. <laughs> um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely. I, I get it. Okay. So okay. it's just. Uh, I don't know if there's like a running theme, but it's just a good analogy. It's a yes, exactly. I'm not trying to like say like yo, and if you watch the movie, it's a one to one comparison of <laughs> Exodus thirteen seven. <laughs> like no, no, no. But I, I do think that there's a lot there that can be built up on. There's a couple things, I, other things I want to talk about. But like, eh, you get my idea. You see what I'm saying? Violet, <laughs> violet. She was turning violet. <laughs> How dare she? How right? <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So my future presentation. Uh, I just want to have a a little bit of discussion about the alignment chart system. Okay. We're really uh, good from... at discussions and staying on topic. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> probably from you can tell that from the rest of this episode. But <laughs> um, yeah, we it's used in tabletop role playing games right mm-hmm. to decide like you can either assign it to your character you take the test and see what you are and yeah. then assign what you are to the character so you don't have to think to play the character right um and i just wanted to and a lot of people try and use this to help them understand different stories of like um like batman versus joker where do they line up in this and what why is it interesting mm-hmm. and so like batman would be um Let's see. He's good. Yeah. He's like morally good, mm-hmm. but he doesn't follow the law to do good. Yeah. And so he, he, but he also is either chaotic good or neutral good. Yeah. But Joker is 100% chaotic evil. Yeah. And so the interesting thing about that is if Batman is chaotic good, they're both a little chaotic yeah. in their ways of doing things, but they're on the opposite sides. Sure. And so people trying to explain different stories like that. Hmm. Um, and I thought it would be interesting just to talk about how we would apply God and Christianity to this system. I don't, it kind of I don't know if it's going to work very well, but we're going to find out. So uh, if you want to look it up, just type in the alignment system chart, and you'll get a nine a three by three chart. Uh, one side says lawful. One side says chaotic, top says good, the bottom says evil, 
and then the middle both ways is neutral. Um, so good is like more, where are you morally? Mm-hmm. Evil is like the opposite of good on that. And then lawful and chaotic, where do you fall in line with the law? Like, do you follow the law? Do you respect the law? Do you not care about the law? And I would say Batman doesn't really care about the law. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he dresses as a bat and beats people at night. Um, the worst of those is the dressing as a bat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so but if you're neutral on something if you are you're neither a morally good person or a morally evil person you don't want to do good things but you also don't want to do bad things you just are pretty much after your own self-interest and that will align with good and evil as it does mm-hmm. uh, that would be neutral and so the other spectrum would be lawful neutral chaotic and lawful is do you respect the law or not mm-hmm Neutral is I respect the law when it benefits me, mm-hmm. and chaotic is they, whether they are following the law or not, they do not care. So most of the time they end up breaking the law because whatever they want to do, it's going to break the law. Right, um, right. Do you think I summed that up well? I think you summed it up well. It, it's one of those things. Do they have the chart in front of them? No. Then <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Look it up. Look, look up the chart. Um, but like lawful and good. Some of that incorporates, like, do you respect tradition? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what part of, whether that's the lawful or good. Do you remember? I, I believe that's the lawful part. Okay, yeah. So you can do morally good things and disrespect disrespect tradition, but that's, like, n- disrespecting <laughs> tradition isn't necessarily bad. Right, right. It's but, just against the tradu- tradition of And that, that's where you get ideas of, like, lawful evil. Yeah. People can be like, oh, like the, it's a bad person objectively, but also they can, and even if they're breaking the law, they can follow like tradition and um, like well, their own specific yeah, and set. Lawful evil can also be like, I do everything legally, but I do n- nothing is for anyone's good but my own. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would say just in this discussion, mm-hmm. uh, God would just be. If the law we're talking about is his law, and Mm. the good that we're talking about is his good, then he is just lawful good (laughs) all around. And then man is uh, hard to define. A Christian should be lawful good. (laughs) We should strive for, yeah. Yeah, that's what we should strive for where God is. Mm -hmm. Um, But where are we, like, before after before we're saved during when we're still in our fallen state like where do we we line up do you think i would say neutral evil why would you say that so i it's no secret at this point i have a very (laughs) pessimistic view of humanity um but i would say neutral evil just specifically because in that regard we are fallen in nature we are like i mean i believe it's, it's paul one of them talks about like how like from the time we're born like we are born with sin inside of us um i think it's both of them (laughs) that would explain why i'm confused um (laughs) i think it's a pretty universal theme throughout the new testament oh and the old testament right right i think moses wrote about it too mm. isaiah maybe (laughs) probably whoever whoever the proverbs and (laughs) Um, and the psalms (laughs) Uh, yeah and sin did my mother conceive me (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) um but yes so 
in that sense, like we are born evil. Um, and I say evil just as specifically to be like, in our nature, we are specifically against the the good, the the gods. The paradigm of good. Yes, the paradigm. God. Exactly. Yeah. And then I would say neutral um, as opposed to straight up chaotic evil. Or lawful uh, evil. Or lawful evil. Specifically because as we live out our lives just kind of as hedonists or using whatever moral spectrum we want to apply, it doesn't, again, if we're using God as the ultimate standard of lawful good, he defines lawful, he defines good. I would say we're neutral just specifically because we don't particularly care to live yeah. up to his standards. Yeah. And if, if it's his law, like we'll recognize, yeah, that is a good thing to do and yep. we should do it. Like, <laughs> most right. people agree. Don't kill. Don't. don't lie. I, I knew you were going to say like, that. Don't kill. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll follow that. But when it comes down to it, if that benefits them enough, they'll do it anyway. Right. Which makes it neutral. They're not like against the law. And if they end up following it, it's by mistake. It's like <laughs> I'll follow it when it benefits me, and when it doesn't, I won't. Right. Uh, which makes them neutral. Yeah. Would did you have a different opinion before I said? No, that? I was just talking. We're having a discussion. Well, that's in part of the discussion is yeah. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think I think if you are like super on the total depravity thing, you would say we're chaotic evil, like and where we could follow the law when we deem it necessary, but we are against God's law. And that's why I'm saying in a way. that's why I'm saying we fall into the evil spectrum. Sure, like inherently we are opposed to it. Mm -hmm. that's just our nature um but i i don't think chaotic because we're not going out of our way to oppose it yeah that's well, not the way that i but at the same time like when i when we're unbelievers and we're mm -hmm. presented with something that goes against what we want yeah we do go out of our way to oppose it oh sure 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 so sure <laughs> But, so that would make us neutral. But I think we're like right on the line between them, honestly. Sure. Chaotic and but, neutral evil. But here's my thing: is just that, like, even in our fallen nature, like God's fingerprint is still on us. Mm -hmm. We're not. So, like you said, like you know, don't kill. <laughs> yeah. I, I know a lot of people who aren't Christians who also just so happen to have never have killed a guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's. You know, it, it's one of those things that, like, I, I would say that, like, God's handiwork, you know, we, we are image bearers. And for the most part, most people agree that, like, yeah, I'm not going to kill someone. Mm -hmm. And that would just be, like, even though they're not doing it because, oh, it's one of the Ten Commandments. Like, well, no. that's not why I don't kill people. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. no. I, but... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I could see how that could be taken out of context. Um, but no, I, I would say that, like, sure, we are in this position where, like, yeah, it's it's one of God's commandments. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it's one of God's commandments. Um, but I don't have the desire to do that. Anymore. I don't have the desire. Exactly. Yeah. That's not something that I'm, like, trying to suppress. Um, and that's why I'm saying maybe neutral, just because, like, Yes, we have a fallen nature, but also even 
even looking at non-Christians, even though they don't have the Holy Spirit residing within them, mm-hmm. they are still made by God. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then there's another way to look at this where, like, if we think of in the actual system, the law is just the law of the land, whatever yes. law there is. And good is whatever human see as good. I was going to say, this is, this, the alignment system is very dependent on what viewpoint you want to take. Yeah, and so that, we could also look at that viewpoint, and I think God would fit in in, like, true neutral in that, where, like, if it was just man's interpretation of what is good and evil. Sure. Because he, God says, yeah, give respect to your lawmakers and those above you Mm -hmm. who have authority over you. I put them in place. But also, if they're being sinful, call them out and, like, disobey yeah. them where they want you to sin because my god would say like my morality is above whatever law mm-hmm. and so he would be neutral in that i think, I think. Uh, so so like but that also means good he might be neutral good in that like his good morality is above the law so he will follow the law and be a good citizen, and wants us to be a good citizen. Right. But right, right. where the law conflicts with his own personal morality, and therefore our personal morality, he'll ignore it. Mm-hmm. So he might need neutral good or true neutral. But, I, yeah. So, bringing up the true neutral point, um, to bring up a rather rather contentious issue in the Bible, um, there are a couple times where he's talking to the Israelites, and he's like, hey, See that people group across the across that river over there? I want you to kill them. Like like all of them. Mm-hmm. Like women, children, livestock, everything. Historically, that happened. And you could say like from the Israelites' perspective, um that was a really good thing. It eliminated an enemy and, you know, they destroyed all their idols and everything and so that, you know, there's no further uh temptation in that department and blah 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 but you could also take it from the perspective of you know the people who were killed (laughs) from their perspective that's as chaotic evil as it gets yeah um i think yeah i think god no matter what he's not chaotic or neutral or or lawful he's always neutral on that part mm -hmm. and that's what i'm saying that's why definitely neutral I and and you bring up a good point. I would say neutral good. Yeah, I would just as a Christian, I would say from my human standpoint, I think he's neutral good. But I would also see people who think the most valuable thing in the world is freedom. <laughs> then all God does, if you interact with him, is restrict your freedoms, um, and so he would be like very evil to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but he, regardless of the laws you follow, he's pretty neutral on that. And that's um, yeah. And, and so like, they could see him as evil or neutral or good. Sure, I I just again like most most like legal systems in the world do uphold in some form or fashion the Ten Commandments or some other like you know to throw out like random you know. Most societies in the world want you to not kill and to not like, lie, not, not lie, cheat. and be a productive member yeah. of society, and to you know maybe not necessarily love your neighbor as yourself, but like 
Don't be mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm just thinking, like, even if God isn't precisely telling you to go and follow the law in like the human law in every single standpoint, he does still say things like, you know, like he said, respect the lawmakers or, you know, he, your authorities, you know. your authorities and uh, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. You know, he, he tells you like, yeah, pay your taxes, like do all these different things. And it's like, okay, so I, I could see where he would fall neutral good in that. Or, like, or lawful neutral. Or lawful neutral. Because he, he wants you, he wants us to respect yeah. the people he's put in place. Exactly. And follow or, those. Or yeah, that's what I meant, lawful neutral. Follow those, but then it gets cut off where it's like, to the point where you're not sitting, continue to follow those laws. Yes. And so that cutoff is like, well, does that cutoff make him back into neutral? Or does that mean he's neutral good or mm-hmm. What, I, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just, I, I think it's interesting that people who are really into these tabletop RPGs are like, follow this pretty closely and like, will interact with people and define them as things Yeah, to try and understand the world around them. Yeah, it's like when people do like Enneagrams or like the, yeah. uh, the 16 personality thing, what is that? The, uh, Briar Mig. Uh, Mick, Mick, the Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs, thank you. <laughs> I could, <laughs> it came into my head, but you I said, said Briar it. Briar-Miggs. <laughs> but I the said it wrong, <laughs> and I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, I just, I didn't really have a point to this. I just do think people, the people who do understand this do think about it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would just, I think it's just interesting to try and classify where God would be in that. Sure. And I think, like, for a non biblical standpoint, of like most of the world would view themselves as either neutral good or true neutral. Mm-hmm. And then surprisingly, God would almost align with that. <laughs> uh, and it's like, well, could you say that some part of you bears the image of God? Could you say that some part of you is against God and that's why you're not one-to-one with God? And, yeah. <laughs> well, if we're playing a game of what-if-isms, maybe. Because <laughs> yeah. um, like most people, if they believe that there is any spiritual force, it's either true neutral or neutral good. There's not like whatever is like truly controlling things is either true neutral and doesn't care about you at all or yeah, yeah, yeah. or does care about you and is against something that doesn't care about you or something mm-hmm. like that sure um, sure sure the, a lot <laughs> within the modern era there are a lot of people who are like i don't really you know christianity not really for me blah 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 but uh, you know, I, I believe, you know, I believe there's something out there, some kind of like karma or something, some kind of like great mm-hmm. balancing force in the universe. And it's like, you hear yourself talking? <laughs> you, you, you get like, you get where that sounds weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't buy your thing, but an omnipresent, omnipotent force that uh commands justice and fairness in the universe mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm on board for that. I'm on board. <laughs> right. I'm like, you're like two steps away from the Christian God right now. Right, 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 right. Like, you're so far. Like, those are some big two steps, but like, you're so far. But you're so close. <laughs> um, I think, where would the devil and like, well, obviously he's chaotic evil. I but, would... but like, from a human standpoint, but without any knowledge of God, where would we classify him? Because he, so, he will use like, Hey, follow this law if it leads people to like have pride in their country that's outlandish and, sure, uh, sure, and sure. wrong and, or so causes them to sin in any the, way. He'll just say, yeah, go follow that law. Good. So so that's the thing, because if you focus in on different aspects of the devil, I could see him falling into different areas. Like the devil as a whole, it's chaotic evil. Okay. He's directly opposed to God in every way. Um, Even from a human standpoint, like... The only way he can, his reason for existing is being evil. <laughs> his reason for existing like, in the current standpoint if, is just to drag more people to hell with him. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he, like even from like a secular standpoint, the idea of the devil is the evil thing. Yeah. Um, I, so on that note, like Satanism as a religion. I don't get it. I don't, and well, like clearly, I don't get it. Right, right, as right. A Christian, but and I know a couple Satanists, and I talk to them about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, like you know, we're not like sacrificing goats or anything. You know, it's just more so about like focusing on yourself and becoming a better person in and of yourself." And I was like, "That doesn't sound like Satan at all, from my understanding of him." Yeah, and um, it's. It's a little confusing in that, like, they just believe whatever the Bible says is a lie. So they're not going to be like, if we point out, Satan is the prince of all liars and the <laughs> and all this. And they're like, well, like, well, that's funny because that's a lie. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's what we think of your God. <laughs> yeah. And we're, well, ours came first. <laughs> I just, I've never, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't get that. But there is some part of Satanism and worshiping that that is like. We recognize this person as an entity of not pure good. Mm -hmm. So why would you want to follow that person? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. But I I think it's just... I guess same thing with politics. Like, you understand, like, oh, like, this guy, I mean, he's not... Well, it's less than politics, because they aren't, like, have political agendas to cater to that might make them good or bad. Ah, fair. It's just, this entity, not all good, probably mostly bad, still want to follow it. Um, because like, I think it's count me on board. (laughs) I think, well, it's like you get to invest completely in yourself Mm -hmm. all the time. And it's also, even if that thing is slightly evil or mostly evil, he's on my side. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm kind of, it's also like a social, Hey, I'm worshiping this thing, which is universally seen as bad. Yeah. So that makes me cool and special in some way. Right. Yeah. But like the how the devil interacts with us, he wants to present himself as like lawful, and that's see that's what lawful I'm... neutral, just like follow whatever, whatever's good for you, chaotic good maybe. Because because <laughs> the devil understands that, that like he doesn't think he's a good person. No, 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 no. He just thinks he's should be in the place of God. <laughs> right, 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 right. He understands he's rebelling against good. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He also wants to be worshipped for that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause the devil understands that like, if, if we slip up at all, you know, the wages for sin or death, if we, yeah. if we miss the mark in the slightest, 
hell. Like, boom. Yeah. And so that's, like, he wants to present himself as, like, even in the Garden of Eden, he presents himself, like, in this very calm and rational way. Yeah. It makes it, like, like a, oh, it makes sense to do this. Maybe, like, a, a neutral good way of, like, mm-hmm. hey, I just want to point out that, like, maybe you should do this. Yeah. For, on you, though. On, uh, on <laughs> I just you. wanted you to be free. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, um, so, like, at that point, that's what I'm saying. Like, it depends on, like, what aspect of the devil you want to focus on like you know for for some people you know to to go to like a super extreme uh you know you look at your like hitlers and stalins and muslinis out there and you you're like oh yeah to those people like you know the devil definitely like really messed them up like a lot like a lot got to them (laughs) really got to them but then like your day-to-day person that you just run into they gotta say they seem pretty normal they but also like clear if they aren't a believer it's and even if they are a believer Mm -hmm. the devil is trying to influence them constantly so no no no. and i'm not i'm not (laughs) i'm not trying to say that like you know your average person like oh you know they're pretty cool god will probably take mercy on them like no that's not that's not what i'm saying but (laughs) not saying oh yeah you're pretty cool must be satan (laughs) (laughs) you seem like a normal guy do you worship Satan? Do you worship Satan? <laughs> um, no. Uh, <laughs> that that moment where you're like, wow, you're you're not a total narc. Probably Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like in his the essence of his being is just the opposite of God, chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. But he will present himself as everything else. Sure, just to, to specifically appeal to you. To drag you back into his chaotic evil. He even present himself like with the Satanist as lawful good. Mm-hmm. If he if he so desires, just so you're actually following chaotic evil yep. away from God. And he, that so because he doesn't care how he presents himself. He cares right. that you are damned with him. Right. No, like you said, he's he's the prince of liars. And it, it makes it makes for an interesting idea like tying it into the actual alignment chart now like you said he'll present himself as lawful good and at that point he just flips the entire chart on its head and he's like hey this is this is how i'm presenting myself and therefore whatever you thought was lawful good is now chaotic evil Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but discussion yeah love to hear more about it honestly yeah no no if you guys have any thoughts the angels had neutral see that's the, <laughs> see that's the thing because i've seen like christian alignment charts before and they always are like yeah neutral good angels and i guess i can so, see that considering yeah because those are break laws they don't care as long as it's not god's law so if we're like in mo- well, perfect but I'm mosaic saying, law mode but i'm saying they're but, lawful like, good along with god <laughs> and that's the thing I mean, I guess you could argue neutral good in the sense that, I mean, some angels did get cast into hell with Satan, or Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say get cast into hell, get cast out of heaven with Satan. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, is there, like, I guess angels can sin? If they so choose. If they so choose. like I'm But also it's the idea of like, we didn't sin until Satan influenced us, and exactly. they wouldn't have sinned unless Satan and, influenced and dragged them down. Right. So, did they choose, or did only Satan choose, and he took them with him? Yeah. So, I, I get. I guess it would be this interesting thing. I, I would assume. I would assume 
that seeing as how angels are like constantly around God's presence, they have a full understanding of yeah. Because you know, in the end, but there's times, also verses that say like the angels are envious of us because of the understanding of God we get to have. Exactly, and I was about to say like you know, in Revelation talks like in the end times, like we're going to be exalted above the angels. Yeah, and so and that's just because like we will have this understanding of sin and like what God has done for us more than they ever will. Yeah. Um, so when we're exalted like that, we're brought into lawful good, mm-hmm. and they could also be in there, but there could also be just like a. A third third dimension of like understanding of God, right, right, brings right. you above some something I else. I just, I, 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 really like the way that I see the angels is just because like they're constantly around God. Like they must have some, some like, like they they really well, understand. Maybe sin. they don't understand it. They just know it's whatever God says is true, and they don't question it ever. Exactly, he's always there. He's always there, and that's what I'm saying. Like they understand sin. Like, because as people, I think we're like, oh, sin, the absence of God, you know, some anything that puts distance between you and God. And we're just like, okay. And we, yeah. you know, we know not to do that because, you know, God. But then for the and angels. Sin bad. Right, right, right. <laughs> but for the angels, like as these, these creatures, these entities, these creations that are constantly like in the presence of perfect good, they must have some like wacky understanding that we won't get until we personally meet god yeah of just like oh yeah no this is what the absence of god is like because we understand yeah. because or not we because they understand what the presence of god is like mm-hmm. and so for them like choosing to sin would be like actually like a calm rational like oh you know what okay i think maybe i will do that exactly <laughs> anyway that's how yeah. i've always interpreted like satan like causing other angels to fall it's just like you know like if he could present himself like oh yeah no like i'm pretty great yeah and <laughs> like I, you you can worship me for these reasons and then be like oh you know what like like okay the absence of god would be this in this scenario anyway this is all super hypothetical and yeah. kind of topic <laughs> point is an well, the angel. only topic is the alignment chart and where Christian, what Christian things go into. And see, so. like, it's just, like, lawful good is God and the angels. Chaotic evil would be Satan and the demons. Where and is then, everything else? And then everything is else there, is just different people. Yeah, and fr- from a Christian standpoint, is there anything else? And let's see. I'm, Probably there, not. There <laughs> isn't. There's not a gray area with God. Yeah. I mean, you know, you the rest s- of this is how we see ourselves. Yeah. So like, that's why, like, how- if you just say lawful is following God's law and good is following God, then there is only two things. Right, right. But if you, like, try and think about, well, I- from my human perspective, what does this look like? And from a sinner's perspective, what does this look like? Then sure. It gets a little more complicated. I, I was going to say maybe you could use it as, like a like, a tracking mechanism in a sense. You could say, like, okay, like, you know, this is, I probably, like, I probably fall more into the like lawful neutral or the neutral good. So like, let's say you fall, you you do this and you compare yourself yeah. to God and you're like, right. I fall more into neutral good. And you're like, Oh, in that case I need to practice more on like following God's law. Or yeah. if you're lawful neutral, then you're like, Oh man, I need to focus more on like loving God and being in tune with God. Instead of just being legalist. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, if you like, you follow it, you find yourself like, you could even say like, you know, for this point in my life, I'd say maybe I'm more into the chaotic neutral area. Maybe I'm like maybe, really maybe I'm in lawful neutral because I love God's law, but I'm not loving Him properly. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you could use it as a tracking thing because ultimately, like yes, lawful good is what we're shooting for. Chaotic evil is what we are 
passionately running away from. Um, <laughs> but He's trying to run away from. Right, 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 right. God's right. doing the actual work. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, it's interesting that the only way to get to lawful good is from someone there just to bring you in. Mm-hmm. But also the way we got to chaotic evil was someone who was already there made us like join in in that yeah and so it's like yeah we had our choices yeah but someone something had to be in those categories to make us see that it may be something we want whether it's good or bad right yeah anyway conversation (laughs) i liked it (laughs) i smiled all right so we're gonna wrap up now um you can contact us at ocbepod at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter at ocbepod. Um, please talk to us. We're very lonely. <laughs> Tell us what you, where you are on the alignment chart, how you would apply this to our Christian understanding of the world uh, to help us better understand ourselves and God. Um, and also Willy Wonka. <laughs> also Willy Wonka. Uh, Candyman. Um, I, it's a good, I like that song. Anyway, so... Have a good week. Bye. Bye.